Okay, and thank you so much for joining us today. This is Ellen Kamai, the natural nurse, and as always, we're wishing you the best. And Dr. Zamporn and I have been bringing you the natural nurse and Dr. Z since Gary Null started Progressive Radio Network. And you know, you can always listen live at prn.live, but also, uh, not just then, but also at any of the podcast stations that, um, you know, that you might like to get your show from. So all of that is available for you. And today we have a wonderful guest, Udaya Thomas, Dr. Thomas, and she'll be with us in a little while. But we're going to do something today that we started doing a couple weeks ago that went really well, which is to take your calls. So I'm going to be throwing out this number, 888-874-4888. That's 888-874-4888. And after we get started in the show, we can take your calls. If you have a question about how to deal with a health issue you may have or that you're interested in, in terms of a natural therapy, since that's what we do. And Dr. Daya Thomas is also very involved both in conventional medicine, as well as bringing in a holistic perspective. But first, I want to tell you guys about some up-and-coming events that we have at The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. The best place to find out everything we do is at naturalnurse.com, naturalnurse.com. We also have Facebook, The Natural Nurse, and Instagram, and all those places. We get millions of messages from you there. I think we have 21,000 whatever it's called on the um, the Facebook or maybe that's the Instagram. I, I'm not really that good at all those things, but I do have a lot of information at naturalnurse.com. For instance, you can look up a whole bunch of books that Dr. Zamperon and I wrote. And we have one called Arthritis, which is really about everything to do with inflammation. We have a book called Weight Loss, The Definitive Guide, which is always very popular this time of year, 10 Healthy Ways to Permanently Shed Unwanted Pounds. We have IR Iconic, The Natural Medicine Chest, about what herbs to use for what. We have a book called The Natural Guide to Great Sex. One is called Cycles of Life, and that's about herbs and natural therapeutics for women. We have one called Keys to Virility and Vitality, and also supplements for pain. And we have many other books. They're all listed there on naturalnurse.com. Then one of my favorite things to let you know about is our many classes, because our classes, we have on-ground classes, which means you come and take a walk with me and Dr. Zamperone. We gather plants, we make them into medicine, you take the medicine home. That's always sold out, and that'll be coming back to you in the spring. But right now, we have wonderful online live classes. So we have a free class coming up on February 5th. It's a free online question and answer session that will be virtual and interactive, and that's about the Natural Nurse Herbal Certification course. Now, that course offers 18 CEUs, if you are someone with a license who needs CEUs, such as a nurse practitioner or a nurse or a licensed massage therapist, acupuncturist, registered dietitian, 
um, clinical nutritionist, anyone with a license who needs to use uh, credits to renew their license can take this class and get 18 CEUs. But if you would just like to know about it for your own health and wellness, or if you're working on an herbal degree, such as an RH, which is the most recognized herbal certificate in the United States, it's called a registered herbalist. And anyone can do that. It's a lot of work. And you do have to, you know, do certain things to get your RH. But one of the things you can do as part of your learning experience is take the Natural Nurse Herbal Certification course. And if you're someone who would just like to know more about using herbs for yourself and your family, you can also take the Natural Nurse Herbal Certification course. And each of the classes in the course are also available separately, such as Basics of Herbal Medicine, uh, Botany and Botanical Nomenclature, Using Herbs for Yourself and Your Family, and Feeling the Consciousness of Plants and Learning How to Actually Communicate with Our Plant Allies. So all of that is part of the Natural Nurse Herbal Certification course and the free class where we can talk about it and see if it's something that's right for you is on February 5th. So you can sign up for that. No cost to sign up, no cost to uh, attend. And I believe it's 6.30 to 7.30 on February 5th. So that's coming up real soon. So just go to naturalnurse.com. You can see our books, our classes, our workshops, and all of our radio shows are also posted on that site. And you can get them on any venue in terms of where you get your podcasts. So we are also going to bring on our guest right now, um, Dr. Udaya Thomas, who's a PhD, APRN, and she's also a first-generation immigrant born in Kerala, India, and she was raised in the Midwest, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. She has lived, worked, and traveled extensively in the U.S. and across the world, and she has a PhD in nursing in interdisciplinary health with a focus on health psychology. And she has worked as a social worker, nurse, researcher, international public health officer, yoga instructor, as well as a primary care nurse practitioner. So today she's on our show because she just came out with a new book called Car Talk, Body Talk, Integrative Primary Care for Adults Only by Dr. Sunday. She also offers patient-centered care at Borenkin Medical Center in Miami, which is a conventional medical center, but with a holistic viewpoint, which is wonderful because they actually take health insurance there. And then she also sees clients individually through virtual consultations by visiting her website, usolicare.org. And we have all of this with links so you can go right to asolicare.org or look for her book immediately or see a video where she explains what's in the book all on the archive after our show we'll have all of that listed and don't forget today you can call in with your question to myself or Dr. Dea at 888-491 oh I'm sorry Wrong number. 888-874-4888. That's 888-874-4888. So good morning and welcome to the Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. 
Good morning, Ellen. How are you? It's so great to be back with you again. Yes, we have done a couple shows because you are a wealth of information. I've gone to so many of your presentations and lectures, and you have been involved in so many aspects of healthcare for your entire professional life. Let me ask you something. What did you do as an international public health officer? Oh, wow. Well, that was a really amazing job. Um, that was through an affiliate of Johns Hopkins University. The name is Japigo. And at Japigo, I was a senior program officer and also technical advisor. And in my role as a technical advisor, I was assigned um, or I self-assigned because I had some programs that I was managing as well, uh, various different trainings and meetings in different countries where we really took sort of the latest evidence-based public health information and approaches and infused them into say on-site clinical training or through the universities. So via nursing schools or medical schools, or, and we often did interdisciplinary trainings on various different topics, anything from infection prevention, HIV, to um, family planning. And we also did blended learning. So we were in countries where maybe the internet wasn't as strong and they didn't have access to as many resources and evidence-based, you know, global evidence-based like um, like we had in the organization. And we had uh, trainings that we developed in the organization and also with WHO in, um, in, in partnership and collaboration to, to conduct these trainings across various different countries. And I've, with Japigo, I've been to multiple countries, 15 countries in total. And my main countries were in um, in Africa, actually, I've been to nine countries in Africa and multiple times. My main my main projects were in Ghana, Ethiopia, and Liberia. So that just shows what a wide range of professional investigations you have done in your lifetime, because you have a, a plethora of conventional degrees, which means you have all of that knowledge, yet you have a real interest in bringing, I would say, evidence-based healthcare, which winds up being natural healthcare, to really a variety of individuals as first line of intervention. Correct. Well, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for the introduction and the and the and the the way that you put that together about my background is great um i yes i you know one of the reasons i left sort of that global job was you know one to have more of a, a stable life versus you know traveling 70 percent of the time have more of a family life and also bring global knowledge to local and be able to serve a diverse population as we have in Southeast Florida, which is one of the reasons I, um, you know, relocated here uh, to Southeast Florida is to really serve such a diverse population. And so it's 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 interesting when I do meet people from all over 
the globe, you know, many of the countries I've visited personally, and it's an immediate connection with that person, you know, and something to talk about right away. And then I also know, you know, some of their nutritional needs, um, cultural concerns, um, and, and not that I would make any assumptions, but it gives us a nice, you know, starting ground for conversation that I have a little bit more insight into having been to various different countries. And I forgot to mention, I've been to the Caribbean and South America quite a bit as well. So right here in Florida, I know you work at a center called the Borinquen, and that's B-O-R-I-N-Q-U-E-N. We have a link to it, Medical Center in Miami, where you do see patients as a medical professional there. And you also have a private practice, which is virtual, so anyone can access your information and your knowledge by going through your website, you solely care. That's U-S-O-L-I-C-A-R-E dot org. If you're driving and listening, don't write that down. Just go to <laughs> go to our show archive and there'll be a live link right there. But what got you involved with at this point in your extensive career wanting to write your brand new book, Car Talk, Body Talk, Integrative Primary Care for Adults Only? So great question, Ellen. I actually, this idea came to me in um, uh, about five years ago when I was on vacation. And I just realized that we as health professionals with patients in terms of, you know, how the human body functions. And I thought, you know, there's nothing out there like this. You know, I can put something together that would really kind of speak to the general public and, you know, have sort of these fun car analogies relating to the body to help sort of certain principles stick um, in your mind. You know, when you have a metaphor or analogy, sometimes, you know, it you're able to remember it better. And so that's how the idea came about. And, you know, working in conventional medicine and with insurances, they're always looking at different quality care measures so I basically laid that out over the adult lifespan. And that's why the, this, you know, the subtitle adult only. And I. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I want, I want to revisit that. Why the subtitle adult only? I mean, we certainly can use natural <laughs> therapeutics for children as well. Oh, because my license is for adults only. Okay. So it's just kind of a, you know, a catchy way to get attention as well as you know young adults or would be more intrigued to pick up the book when they see adults only <laughs> right but there's you know it's definitely pg-13 there's nothing you know that um an older teenager you know you know couldn't read so but anyway they you know these 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 quality care measures that insurances you know have for us as well as the regulatory bodies, um, so that we are checking various different screenings and um, health measures for adults as they go along, and and they're and they're done by age. We can look at those as as mile markers. So I have structured the books in such a way that the quality care measures, the you know the 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 ones that are most important to to track um, 
in and insurances follow as as far as well as the regulatory bodies i've infused them throughout the book and i've divided up the chapters in such a way that um that those mile markers drop within the chapters but then i also have an by age cheat sheet in the back. And then each chapter is also got a car slash road theme, as well as infused with holistic yoga principles. So it what, all wait, wait. comes together. It's not like a lot, but it, it, it is, but it's together. beautiful. I'm looking at the book right now. And by the way, anyone can just go on Amazon. And I also put a link to the video where you talk in depth about the book, but anyone can go on Amazon and go to car talk body talk and you'll see the book so it's really cute because you have something that looks like who did this great artwork of a heart that looks like an engine which actually is very <laughs> true isn't it who did that so that was done by Hamza Janjua he is an illustrator um, that I work with and actually I drew the cover and then he used artificial intelligence to create it wow I love it so what made you, I mean, do you like cars? Where, where did you get in your mind to think about? Uh, one thing that we always say in holistic medicine, I know, is that people put more time into taking care of their cars than their bodies. <laughs> did that where this come from? Or are you a car? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I mean, like I said, as healthcare practitioners, we use this analogy all the time. You know, um, your car, you know, comes with a manual and you would never put diesel fuel in an unleaded car, right? So that's sort of the premise for the whole book. And it's not to be, it's a very non-judgmental book. It's all about what you can do and what you can add versus what you can take away. I think we've talked about that before coming from a very strength and resilience based approach versus like a judgmental approach or, you know, patronizing approach. And I've gotten some great feedback actually already from people who finished the book that, um, that that is really what comes through, that the tone is very warm and very inviting. And so, no, I'm not a car aficionado. I had to have somebody who is, you know, really look and make sure that all the uh, analogies were correctly, correctly done. But I do think it's a great analogy. And I think it's not for me. The cover is not for me. The cover is for the general public. And almost everybody drives a car. You know, some people don't. Some people take the bus or, you know, um, the train. But everybody's gotten in a car and everybody's familiar with the basic operations of a car. And so it's not going into very much, you know, specific car mechanics or details or anything like that. It's just um, it's just a way to present the information. Well, it's it's very, let's say, you know, approachable. It, it made it, I think, very approachable for the general public. And, you know, the illustrations are beautiful. So let's talk about some of the things you talk about in the book. Like, what about testing like how important is keeping up with this testing i mean even let's say in terms of cholesterol in my point of view that's one of the things they test for in conventional medicine but yet they don't test for something that i think is actually more closely linked to health and wellness which is your level of vitamin d so actually um at borinken uh where i work uh 
Monday, went, sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we actually do routinely test for vitamin D. Okay, well, um, let, wait, let me push back on that a little bit, because certainly okay. we have done that. In fact, I've done that in our clinical practice since the 1980s. But what some people find is that insurance will not cover it. For instance, Medicare no longer covers vitamin D testing. So I honestly haven't gotten any uh, pushback from insurances um, or or Medicare about covering it. So I, I will have to look into that if that's if that's a recent change. But cholesterol, I think sometimes cholesterol is overordered, to be honest with you. Well, let's talk about cholesterol because it seems to me that they artificially loaded uh, this number, some kind of magic number, that if you have a cholesterol level Above it, they automatically give people statin drugs without looking, for instance, at the APOA to APOB ratio, which tells you the size of those cholesterol particles, which is more important than just that overall number. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there are some tests that conventional medicine definitely doesn't order, but I do um, in my private practice. So that is, you know, if you're if you're not getting everything that you need to get from your practitioner and you want to investigate a little bit further, then, you know, you can certainly contact me at the number or the email or just click, you know, schedule an appointment on my website and we'll take you directly to book a complimentary call and then um, we can move forward from there. However, getting back to the book, the book does have a ASCVD risk estimator plus and if you get the Kindle version, it comes both in paperback and Kindle. If you get the Kindle version and you click on the link, it will actually take you to a very evidence-based ASCVD risk estimator plus. Wait, let's let's say what do all those letters mean? ASCVD. What is that? Okay, so that basically is your. <laughs> it, it's a mouthful atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk estimator plus. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So this is somebody who would actually, they can go and do this questionnaire through your book and yes. what, what so information. It, will you can them? actually just even Google it. So if you have the paper copy, you could just Google those words that are highlighted in dark blue, but then it, the, if the, if you have the Kindle version, what you just click on the hyperlink and it takes you to the, the URL you plug in your current age, your gender, your race, your um, your blood pressure. So it's not just all about cholesterol. You do put in your total cholesterol, but then you also put in your high um, density um, cholesterol as well as your low. So your HDL and your LDL, I like to call them the happy. So HDL is for happy and the LDL is for lousy. So, uh, you know, I have a mnemonic for that too. What I tell myself, right? Similar. I just tell myself like high is good and low is, you know, under high. So high, you know, just in terms of remembering. Right. High and low. Yeah. So, so the high is, uh, high is not always good though. <laughs> so Correct. That's Correct. why I go in happy. Um, and then also if you have a history of diabetes, if you're a smoker, you're on um, blood pressure treatment, if you're on a statin or aspirin therapy. So all these questions are part of the risk estimator plus. So it is a little bit more holistic and it's definitely evidence-based. And then 
you do your calculation and you get um, what level risk you're at. So then you see your level risk versus your, this is a calculation that we as practitioners do. So basically I'm putting this tool in the hand of the general public so they can do their own score because they're going to see their own labs on their portal or um, or their you know lab company's website and they can plug in their own numbers. And then knowing your risk, then you can have a more educated conversation with your practitioner about what are the steps to do and how can I avoid taking a statin? Um, so if this score comes over 10%, then you're at a lot higher risk for heart attack or stroke, which is you know evidence-based. The other thing I really like about this estimator is that it has gone through a um, revision from the American, and it's put out by the American College of Cardiology. So kudos to them, but they have um, gone through and there's been a big effort to remove um, from certain calculators. And the, under, the other one is the GFR, which is a, a, you know, a kidney uh, marker for kidney health. And they have gone through and removed, you know, the the race-based portions, you know, of it that put you that that are not evidence-based, that include um that include saying that, you know, you're from a certain, you know, race, which is a social construct, as we've talked about before versus like, you know, your, your ethnic background. And there are certain, you know, ethnic risks that happen in various different ethnic groups, but race, you know, is a social construct. And that's how we sort of classify people and leads to more discrimination and bias and judgment. So there's a huge effort by scientists to go through, and there's many, many, many calculators. I've just put in the two most common and important to um, you know, primary care in here for folks uh, to go through. And well, it's, one, that's, it's so good that you have that there. And we're going to take a little break right now. But I want to remind our listeners that our guest today is Dr. Udaya Thomas. And you can find her at her website, usolicare.org. That's usolicare.org. And you can find the live link after the show. We'll have it posted. And we're going to take a little break right here. Dr. Daya, and then we'll come back and continue our discussion right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. And you can always find us, email us, text us, you know, whatever, and get in touch through naturalnurse.com, Facebook, The Natural Nurse, Instagram, The Natural Nurse, etc. And we will be right back with more right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. On this edition of The Natural Medicine Chest, We'll discuss the folklore, history, chemistry, and medicinal applications of the common kitchen herb, thyme. The common culinary spice known botanically as thymus vulgaris is only one member of a large genera, which includes over 400 species and even more varieties. The thymus genera is originally native to the Mediterranean region and is a perennial plant which grows wild in usually dry, sandy soil, green heaths, and grasslands. 
Thyme is a prolific, fragrant, creeping ground cover and often displays an attractive spray of flowering branchlets spanning the spectrum from white to violet. There is considerable debate amongst historians as to the origin of the name thyme. Some believe it to be from the Greek thymen, meaning to fumigate or to burn a sacrifice because it was used as a sweet-smelling incense and also to keep pests and venomous creatures away from the Greek home. Others believe it came from the Greek thumus, meaning courage or energy, perhaps because it has a reputation of being used by Greek warriors for courage and was bathed in and used as a beverage for invigoration. The Egyptians used an herb called tham, which we believe is thymus vulgaris, to mummify their dead. The principal chemical constituents of thyme are the volatile oils consisting of phenol, thymol, and carvacrol. A 1977 article in the scientific journal Chemical Abstracts revealed that thymol's antimicrobial activity is 18 times more powerful than phenol. Phenol is a major antiseptic used in commercial germicidal cleaners like Lysol. Thymol is one of the most potent antimicrobial substances known and far surpasses even the strongest antibiotics. It has been illustrated in the Journal of Chemistry and in the Merck Index of Drugs and Chemicals to Destroy Parasites, Worms, Fungi, Bacteria, Mosquito Larvae, and Many Viruses. The pharmaceutical and cosmetic industry is privy to the important medicinal effects of oil of thymus vulgaris. It is ubiquitously found in goggles, cough drops, vapor rubs, and many mouthwashes. Oil of thyme is to be used, albeit very sparingly because of its potency, as a goggle or mouthwash for sore throats and inflamed gums. Because the volatile oil is expelled via the lungs and kidneys, naturopathic physicians use it for upper respiratory infections and urinary tract infections. If you are in the midst of a cold and are lying in bed with too much thyme on your hands, try making a thyme tea made with just a few teaspoons of thyme to a cup of boiling water. It's an excellent diaphoretic because it causes the body to perspire profusely. Thyme also possesses an excellent carminative and antispasmodic effect, helping in poor digestion, flatulence, and intestinal gripe. So listeners, if you're feeling ill, thyme heals all wounds. Remember to reach for that thyme in a bottle the next time you open up the natural medicine chest. So welcome back to more right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. We love to hear from you. And also, we are taking calls today if you'd like to call in with a question for Dr. Thomas or myself, something having to do with natural health, you can call us at 888-874-4888. That's 888-874-4888. And looking at your beautiful book, Dr. Thomas, it's really so user-friendly. You specifically wrote this, I would say, for so that it's like easy for anyone to access the information. Absolutely. Absolutely. That it, And that took a lot of work. <laughs> that took a lot of work to really, you know, make it accessible. I actually also tested various different parts of the text, not all of it. But I ran it through a grade level calculator. 
uh, which basically tells you what the reading level is. And um, so the parts that I tested came out as eighth grade reading level. So anybody can read this book. So it doesn't matter your education level. This is really like the manual you never got for your body when you became an adult. So you get a manual for your car, but you don't get a manual for your body. And this really helps you whether you're, you know, the truth is we're all in the U.S. and at some point we need to use the U.S. healthcare system. And there are definitely a lot of benefits to conventional medicine. And this really helps to guide you on how to have these conversations with uh, your practitioner from a very educated perspective as well as just know what the important mile markers are for you, what are the important tests to get. And, you know, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, then you do need to, um, unfortunately, go to a holistic practitioner or functional medicine practitioner to, you know, get into more in-depth labs. But there's so much you can get um, from your basic lab work and from the right guidance. And you have a lot of great information in here about topics that are very current and not discussed like at all in conventional medicine. For instance, many medical practitioners, when I have spoken to them and mentioned the word leaky gut, they say that's a make-believe <laughs> fantasy, which is just ridiculous. But you have the right word. If you mention increased permeable intestinal wall, then that's something they can wrap their head around because it's actually measurable through even mainstream testing, but they don't seem to believe in as if it's a religious a focus leaky gut, right? Ridiculous. Yes, and that that is so true. And that is that is why I discussed it because it is it is it is factual. You can have increased um, permeability, and there there is a test in in functional medicine actually called zonulin, which you can which you can test for, and um, and 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 that will let you know. But there's a lot of things, you know, you can do and know that without the testing that you can kind of uh, not totally come to the conclusion that you have a leaky gut, but there are certain symptoms that will point in that direction. And so you can always take measures to eliminate certain things from your diet and just see how you feel, you know, um, if you feel better. So you have so many interesting things. For instance, tell us what lifestyle medicine is. Ah, so. And and I believe you are certified in that as well. I'm not just certified. I passed the lifestyle medicine boards. Well, so, we should see that on the front of the book in your bio. <laughs> you know. Well, unfortunately, when I, <laughs> the boards only happen once a year and they happen in December and I hadn't um, taken the boards yet. So I couldn't claim that on the book. And I didn't want to, you know, preemptively say that I was board certified. Um, okay. But before. you are. And, and in my mind, I know that's a big deal. So we want to share with the listeners what that <laughs> even means. Sure. So lifestyle medicine is a specialty under Western medicine or conventional medicine that uses therapeutic lifestyle interventions related to the six pillars 
the six pillars being a whole food plant predominant eating pattern, physical activity, restorative sleep, stress management, avoidance of risky substances, and positive social connections to treat chronic conditions. So lifestyle medicine's focus is really on nutrition and lifestyle, not just for prevention, but also for treatment. And there's tons of science evidence-based research behind all of this. When I was studying for the board exam, every chapter was packed with like, you needed a magnifying glass to read all the references and all the studies that have been done. So it's um, actually, um, they have different tiers, different healthcare providers can get this training and you don't have to be an MD or PhD you um, you can also be a physical therapist, for example, and get this training. And there's live training, there's CMEs, and then the board exam is is every December. And that, you know, I've been practicing lifestyle medicine for over 20 years um, in nursing. And I think nursing really is a lot. If you've went, like I did, I went to a holistic nursing program. We basically, this is integrated into all our nursing training, you know. So which program and, is that? So we can uh, share that with other nurses. Binghamton, Binghamton University. Okay. Because there and is one we, in Florida at FAU. Yeah, it's not, it's not designated as a holistic program, but the program itself, you know, we studied nutrition. We did the three-day diet. You know, when people, you know, talk about that as, you know, something, you know, that's attached to lifestyle medicine or you know, or functional medicine, that's, that's really not the case. That's in ba in a basic nursing course. <laughs> so, you so, know, it makes, you see know. this, I want to point this out though, the studying that you did to get this lifestyle medicine, whatever you called it, board certification, you know, I'm on a panel for NIH, that's the National Institute of Health, which we have been having these meetings where they say, unequivocally that that should be the focus of all conventional medicine no other studies are needed to make that the primary and first intervention for every patient and Absolutely. then then Absolutely. of course we have drugs and surgery that can as you said as uh, be very, very useful when used correctly, but it is not being used correctly when people are being seen for five minutes and then given a drug for an ongoing chronic condition. That mm -hmm. is against science. That is against evidence. And that mm -hmm. practice should stop immediately. Well, you know, you're absolutely right, Ellen, in the sense that, you know, this is the way I operate with my patients. So you know, I do end up taking a bit more time, which, you know, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, makes me work a little bit later or a little bit longer, or I may call the patient back um, to see them, you know, more frequently. And, you know, once you, once the patient really knows that you care and you're there to, to really, you know, assist them and advise them um, on the things that they can alter or change, that's one thing. But the other thing is, though, there are lots of other factors and influences, um, the community, society, um, family, who's cooking, all of these other things. So some people have a lot of constraints um, or working two or three jobs. 
And, you know, my job is to really help them find easy and um, manageable ways to include, you know, more healthy lifestyle into their busy schedule. So I'll give you a tip. I'll give you a tip because I've been doing this as you. I've been doing it 40 years, 40 years of practice, more. I think I practiced 57 years to be exact. Wow. So uh, these are some of the tips, like what you're saying. Let's say I have a gentleman who's uh, very, very busy. He works in a construction crew. And if you talk to him about the fact, well, you know, eating more fresh vegetables would be useful, but he's used to stopping into McDonald's and that's like all he can handle. But you know what? I suggest to them, and I have even looked up in their neighborhood, where is there a Chinese takeout place? In the Chinese takeout place, you can get steamed vegetables with with chicken and brown rice for very cheap, cheaper than the McDonald's meal. Mm-hmm. So it's such a little shift in terms of they have to get it in a hurry and only when they get off and, you know, all the excuses they give back about why they can't prepare food in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, I just knock that down and say, instead of here, here's the address, go there instead. Same money, same time. <laughs> yeah, that's a great trick. Um, another trick that I like to use is frozen green peas packed with protein, great little vegetable. You can toss it into any stew, any any food, any, you know, that you're making, if you cook, obviously, but there's some people who don't, you know. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Like, this is a working guy who's on construction. He is not going to cook, period. So how can we move around that? Exactly. But the frozen vegetables, again, are also super cheap for somebody who is, you know, willing to do that. Oh, I agree with you. And that's another pushback that when I've worked also in many neighborhoods that are not necessarily the wealthy place where they have all the whole foods, etc. However, when people talk about it's a food desert, I can't eat anything healthy here. I go with them to their local bodega. There is a cabbage there. You know what I mean? (laughs) And how cheap is it to boil up some rice and steam some cabbage? It isn't. So that whole theory that eating junkily is cheaper is wrong. Well, actually, if you look at most indigenous um, cultures and practices, the healthiest food is what, you know, what they were eating. And it's also very cheap, you know, like lentils and um, sardines and and quinoa i mean you could just go across the globe with different cultures and that's one thing actually you know that um that i go over in chapter three there and i really love to share that and i think i shared it with you two as a separate handout is um the pyramid oh let's talk about that pyramid but we're gonna have to take a little break right here Um, just to allow our station to identify themselves. And when we come back, I have, I printed it out because it's beautiful and it's in the book. It's called Osolacare Pin 7 Primary Integrative Nutrition Pyramid that was designed by our wonderful author here, Dr. Udaya Thomas. And it's beautiful. We will talk about that when we get back. And right right now we're going to take a little break so you can learn more about our parent station, Progressive Radio Network. We'll be right back with more and you can always get in touch with us at naturalnurse.com. 
So we are back right here on Progressive Radio Network, PRN.LIVE, our home station. And we're bringing you today the natural nurse and Dr. Z. We have literally thousands of these online. All you have to do is download a podcast app from any podcast app service. And this show is the natural nurse and Dr. Z. We have another show called Herbally Yours, which focuses on herbal medicine, and you can always find us at naturalnurse.com. Our guest today is Dr. Adaya Thomas, and she's telling us about uh, a lot of the work that she has done, and in particular, her brand new book, Car Talk Body Talk, Integrative Primary Care for Adults Only. And we've discussed a lot of what that means. But you put together, Dr. Thomas, this beautiful pyramid that's in your book. What made you have the concept to do this pyramid? Well, I have been practicing yoga since I was 19 years old. And I also um, picked up a certification as a yoga instructor um, you know, probably about 20 years, uh, later, <laughs> I practiced for quite a while before I took a certification and that's part of, oh, well, that's because you, you were sitting around and twiddling your thumbs between now and then, <laughs> you know, that's how you got all those letters after your name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, um, it's part of my sort of practice way of being way of operating. And it's, it's part of my calling. And, and so it just really made sense to me um, over the years as I worked with patients to kind of incorporate yoga principles and also look at yoga philosophy and, you know, the belly breathing, even in nursing, you know, we teach diaphragmatic breathing and that is part of um, yoga as well. And so it's sort of been an evolution of thought over time, and I've been putting it together slowly, slowly. I started using this pyramid with patients in 2016, and it was just received so well um, by my patients, and I've used them individually and with groups. And so I said, you know, I really need to formalize this and get this out to the world, and what better place to do that than in this book? And so, and so was born You Solely Care Pin 7. Why did I decide to call it Pin 7? Because there's actually a seven pin. It's a play on seven pin, which is a little connector that cars use to attach things. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so that, I, I, I do mention it um, a little bit in the book, but um that's that's how I came up with the title because I struggled with the title for a little bit, but then it just works beautifully because it's the primary colors of the rainbow. It's integrative and it integrates nutrition, but it also focuses on the seven principal energy centers of yoga um, and also different activities that you can do to help balance um, the different energy centers. And amazingly, you know, people try to say, uh, you know, some things are alternative medicine, some things are, you know, conventional or functional, but there's really a lot of overlap when you actually look at the science of what, you know, different foods or properties or activities actually do for you. And so while it's divided up into like the seven principal energy centers, 
it's not completely linear either. You know, obviously energies interact with each other and there's overlap and overplay, but you know, there are underneath underneath the pyramid are some examples of integrative modalities that actually help to balance all the energy centers. So I didn't put those in the pyramid. I put it under the pyramid because they're holistic. You know, it's not just focused on one area or another, but sometimes people get energy stuck or they lack energy in a specific area or region of their body, which may or may not relate directly to that area. It could relate to somewhere else. Um, but this is this was a nice way to kind of visualize the colors, the different foods and beverages that sort of plop into each energy center, as well as the principal activities that could help to to balance those um, centers better. So, so looking at this, obviously we're on radio, so people aren't looking at it, but I am right. because you sent me one and it's in your book. So anyone can see it in the book. It's a brightly colored pyramid with different levels differentiating different things. So do you mean by then like the base, by the way, you also have the colors of the chakra there with red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet as you go up the pyramid. Mm -hmm. If people were to start, would they start with the EC number one? And what does EC mean? Energy center. Okay. Yeah. So just to kind of shorten it so that, that, uh, EC number seven, you know, because the, the pyramid gets narrow at the top. So <laughs> with the graphic, you know, I wouldn't be able to write energy center on the top um, of the pyramid. So just to keep it um, uniform, I just use EC. But yeah, so energy center one is grounding. And you can see that there in the red. Well, you, Ellen, you can see it. And, right. <laughs> and our, our listening audience will hopefully get the book and um, and see it as well. But I'm actually also happy to share the, the PDF with you to put on your website if you'd like to do that. Um, I really do just want this to be more widely spread so people can look more holistically. Instead of just food on a pyramid, that you're really your energy matters and your activities matter. So in the base, that might be the first thing people should think about doing. So you have ancestral superfood, which would be great to look into. I know my ancestral um, foods are from Greece, right? And I really love the Mediterranean diet, which is so health promoting in and of itself. And then you're looking at root vegetables because it's the root chakra on the bottom there. So mm -hmm. that would be good for everybody to think about. And there's a lot of root vegetables. I mean, even potatoes are root vegetables. What are some of your other favorites? Ginger. <laughs> so ginger is a root that I use every day. Um, it's really great for circulation. It represents the color red, even though it's not red. And um, it's amazing. But there's well, other, I, I can, other I can root see... vegetables that are red, like beets, you know, yep. and red onions. If you're looking at the color of it as well. And then you're saying the activity which would be grounding exercises, drumming, and family time. That's great. I go to a wonderful women's drumming group once a month right here in oh, Delray, if you ever want to awesome. come. It's this, Thursday, <laughs> it's this Thursday, as a matter of fact. And it's women only, but we, we also drum for the men in our lives. And it's just a once a month kind of thing. And it is extremely grounding. 
you know, you can actually feel that when you're done. Yes. And there's other, um, you know, very simple grounding exercises too. I talk about in the book, just walking in nature, walking on the beach barefoot, um, you know, doing things that really help you to connect with um, nature, mother earth and, and, you know, and, and your ancestry. Um, so there might be other activities within your culture or your ancestry that really help you to connect to your ancestors and um, the people that were there that lived on this land before we did. Right. And looking back at the history of that anywhere, how would someone do that if they lived somewhere and they were wondering whose ancestral land is this? How would they even begin to find that out? Well, I mean, Google just knows everything, doesn't it? <laughs> it's not <laughs> always mean, right. Here, <laughs> here, you know, is the, the Seminole um, tribe. Um, and there's a, a couple of others too, but um, they're, you know, the indigenous tribe that was here. And there's still some, you know, evidence of some Seminole um, peoples here. But yeah, that's, I think it's always important. I know in integrative medicine for the underserved and also um, other organizations that, that I belong to, including, including the community of practice here that meets at Dania Beach once a month. Um, what the first thing that we do is we do a grounding and we pay homage to the um, ancestors that lived on the land that we're standing on. Um, as as well as the the um uh the people who fought for access to the water um so that's something that and then anybody anybody can come it's open to everybody um at the um dr um von d Mizell and yola johnson uh, park in dania the state park and that was renamed after the activist that uh allowed access for African-Americans to access the water. So it's it's a very special place. And so we do um, a grounding and meditation even before we head over to the water. We have some meditative practices and then we get in the water in a circle and um, have a circle time in the water. It's a very special, very special practice that anybody can attend. And the only fee is the park fee to enter. Um, and and that's it. So it's right, like and that's in our local area, and everybody can look in their local area for yes, you know, drumming circles for participating in things that really bring a lot of joy, and they're usually free, actually, or some kind of very almost everywhere I've ever lived, there's free ones. Or if they mm -hmm. do have, if they do have a fee, if you say that's too much of a stress for you, they let you come anyway. It's not mm -hmm. a whole big money making thing anyway. Right, right. It's not. Yeah. So unfortunately, we are out of time, but I want to thank you so much for being our guest today and just give a shout out about the easiest way for people to find you. So this Sunday, celebrating MLK weekend, we are having a mindful beach cleanup. So if you want to meet me in person and get a book signed, um, you can do that on Sunday. Um, you can also write to me at admin at usolicare.org. That's A-D-M-I-N at usolicare.org. You can go on my website, www.usolicare.org, and just click schedule an appointment to book a complimentary um, conversation with me. And I'm also having a book launch uh, at Zen Mystery 
Dane, Zen Mystery Cafe in Dania on Federal Highway 56 North Federal Highway, January 27th at 4 p.m., where I'll also be signing and selling books. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being our guest today, Dr. Daya Thomas. And thank you, listeners, for joining us once again for another edition of The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z right here on Progressive Radio Network. Get in touch with us. Best way is naturalnurse.com. And until next time, I'm hoping that you stay healthy. Thank you, Ellen. 